Hey, if I would have died that day, there's so much left in me that I haven't had the chance to experience. And so what are those experiences that I want to have? So every day I came back to myself and said, did I limit myself? Where am I putting limits in my life? What's a limiting belief that I have? Why don't you introduce yourself, uh, you know, with what you got going on and all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my name is Jen Drummond. I live in Park City, Utah. I'm a mom of seven. Lucky me. Seven's kind of my lucky number, I decided. Um, I owned a business in financial services, which I still own, but do not actively work in anymore. Um, The kids keep me busy. And then I got in a car wreck in 2018, which really shifted my priorities and opened up a new lane, which is mountaineering. So I am on the quest to be the first female to climb the seven second summits, which are the second highest point on each continent, not the first. Um, I have five of seven done. Woohoo! And yeah. hope to finish up the next two by next June, but we'll see how all that works out. Yeah, when I saw on a, a few of the interviews you did, um, and then I heard about the the car accident, and I and then how that all kind of evolved. You you went from the car accident to like really wanting to do the seven, the second highest peaks in the seven countries. What, I mean, not very many people get to that point Yeah, where they, where they, they're like, I, you know, I, I've got to make that transition. And I mean, and listen, you've been on a lot of podcasts, you, you do, you've been doing a lot of these things and it's amazing, but I'm just curious for our audience. Like how did it come to that point for you? Because my podcast is a lot about, just like start, like how do you start, right? Right. Um, because that's the hardest part. And so for 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 you doing that, that seems like, I mean, not a lot of people can. So I'm curious to hear your thought process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you get shaken alive, I say, from a car wreck, right? You no longer become fear of dying. You just realize like that's going to happen. I don't know why before Mm -hmm. I thought like it's in the future. I'm young. I don't have to think about it. You know, it's there, whatever. Um, When you're in that circumstance, you're like, okay, well, it's real and it can happen. I (laughs) literally looked at my life and said, okay, I get to choose how I show up and how I do life. I don't get to choose when I leave. So what are all the things that I want to do? So I started this massive bucket list and started thinking, okay, what can I do in my 40s? What can I do in my 50s? Like museums and stuff, like 80s, right? I mean, I just, (laughs) I don't need to be as healthy as I do to do Everest as I do to walk through a museum. Um, And so it really just made me think, okay, if I would have died that day, there's so much left in me that I haven't had the chance to experience, And so what are those experiences that I want to have? And like that really became the theme of my life of just doing things because what happens if it's the last day? Yeah. Right. So I had a sense of urgency that I don't recommend you getting from a car wreck, but Mm. I do recommend you trying to find. And, you know, over my course of doing podcasts and things, I've come across different strategies that different people have. Um, And one of them is labeling your year. I didn't really realize that I was doing this secretively, but I was. I was like 2021 was my year of Mount Everest. That was my focus. That was my like that was what I was 
hoping to achieve. When 2022 came around, that's my K2. But now, like someone else said, like my year for 2021 was no limits. So every day I came back to myself and said, did I limit myself? Where am I putting limits in my life? What's a limiting belief that I have? I love that. I'm like, oh, I might steal that for 2023, right? <laughs> like, forget the mountains. Let's go into something that every day I can come home to and make sure that it's pushing me forward, but also anchoring me into who I am. Yeah. And so I'm a big proponent, like I'm a big stoic guy. Um, and, and so one of the tenets of stoicism is that memento more, like, remember you will die. And the reason a lot of people don't like it is because it can be, it can be a very, like, it can take you down one of two ways, right? A very nihilistic approach, which like, you know, you kind of give up on everything cause it's all going to die and end anyway. Right. And the, or you can go down the path that, that you've gone down, right? Like this invigorating sense of urgency to like get things done. And again, it's just this weird thought process that not a lot of people go through. Cause like I said, you can go take one of those two roads. Um, and so what made you go down that, that and get that sense of urgency versus like going down maybe a darker path? Um, seven humans that call me mom, <laughs> right? Like they're watching, they're internalizing, like, what does this mean? And they're always doing it. So for example, bring up a whole different story. When COVID hit, I got lucky. We went to Hawaii and ended up spending the first six months of COVID in Hawaii. Okay. Mm. My nine-year-old son at the time says to me, what do we do for COVID-18? And then I'm like, there wasn't a COVID-18, honey. And he goes, well, if there's a COVID-20, I really want to go to Brazil. Right. So like, I'm like, so I'm looking at some of my friends who had an entirely different experience of COVID than what we did. Right. And so how we approached it and what we looked at it with and how we brought that idea, like, okay, if the world's going to end, let's stop with that thought process and do what we can while we're here again. Right. Yeah. And I feel as a parent, we have this huge responsibility to recognize how we do life is what we're giving permission for our children to do. Mm. And that like is that mm. holds me accountable. Yeah. Holy cow. That's, that's gnarly. I mean, I uh, was, I'm the oldest of five. Okay. So I definitely understand the big family and I definitely understand like having like a, something bigger than you. Cause even if you're a kid in a big family, you know, like, you know, you, you've got like something bigger than you. Was this the same son? Uh, that kind of catapulted the mountaineering experience. I heard this on oh, yeah, 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 one of yeah. the one No, of you stories. know, they all rotate turns and pushing me. <laughs> so that was a different one. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But so that was the story, right? He didn't want to do his math homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give a little background <laughs> on the story. I have a son that was complaining about his math homework during COVID homeschool time. I'm like, buddy, you do, we do hard things. Like you got this. And he looked at me because I was planning on climbing this mountain called Ama de Blom, which is a gorgeous, amazing, beautiful mountain. Still one of my favorites. But he had like, that made no sense to him. He called it like, I'm a dumb blonde, right? Like that's what he literally <laughs> called the mountain. And so <laughs> I'm like, no, it's Ama de Blom, not I'm a dumb blonde. But anyways, he was like, well, if we do hard things, then why aren't you climbing Mount Everest? I'm like, you know what, buddy, you're going to do your math homework and we'll talk about Everest when you're done. And so then we started researching Everest and then like they went to bed and I was still researching Everest. I'm like, 
oh, wow. mm, maybe, like maybe. And then, yeah, yeah, so it goes. Well, isn't it? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. Well, isn't that funny? Because I do the same thing. Like, isn't it funny how you think like Mount Everest is this crazy? And I mean, it is. It's like extremely hard. I'm not taking anything away. But it's just funny how like we like almost catastrophize things in our mind, because I'm sure you've experienced that, right? Like you start researching Mount Everest and you're like, oh, this is going to be way too hard, but we'll do it just for fun. Like, let's just see what happens. And then you start digging into it and you're like, hey, wait a minute. Like, this is actually pretty doable like in some sense, right? Is that kind of like what you went through? Yeah, no. And for me, I'm like, okay, if I fail at climbing Mount Everest, no one's going to be like, oh, you suck. You failed at climbing Mount Everest, right? Like, how dare you? Like, oh my goodness. So for me, I knew what was I losing? Like if I didn't summit Mount Everest, like everybody kind of maybe expected that it's Jen, if she doesn't, whatever, right? So it really was this perfect combination of, However far I took it was a win. Yeah. I like, I like that thought process because it's so fun. It's just, that's how I approach like entrepreneurship. And that's how I tell other people to approach entrepreneurship is this kind of mindset of like, look, I mean, not everybody starts a business. So if you failed starting a business, at least you said you could fail starting a business. Yeah. Hey, at least <laughs> you, know you have I mean? the title like, of CEO for a while. Right. I mean, who cares right. that it didn't last? You still had the title. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And it's like this nothing to lose. Like, I really believe that when you can view that and sometimes, you know, that nothing to lose phrase kind of gets lost in this like, you know, kind of like dramatic movie scene. But it's just like this. Right. It's kind of like I don't have anything to lose if I climb it and I make it sweet. If I don't, I got to try to climb Mount Everest and not very many people can do that. So why not? Yeah. 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 I agree. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. So you've been on a lot of podcasts. Um, you, you have your own podcast. I mean, you're starting to do more on LinkedIn and all these things. And <clears throat> I mean, I mean, you get asked the same questions a lot, I'm sure, but I want to know. And what I like to ask people when they, when they're kind of going on their podcast tours and they're, and they're starting to put out a lot of content is like, you know, the message that you're trying to like get out there, like what's the main message for people out there to, that you want them to understand? Um, me, it is spending time outdoors and reconnecting to yourself. So in these huge environments that I'm in, spending time outdoors gets me away from the noise, gets me away from societal norms, all these stereotypes, all these things like, all the, ex- like being in that external environment gets rid of my external environment at home and really allows me to say, well, what does Jen want? What does this look like? And how do I want to show up? And I think that's so important because like, we're all going to die. Like we're, he- <laughs> what excites me does not necessarily excite you. An example, yeah. I'm in Costco down in Salt Lake City. I moved to Park City in 2015. We come out of the Costco. My mom's in town to help me with the move and blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at all the mountains on the Wasatch Range. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I cannot wait to be up on top of those mountains. I don't even know what one to climb first. This is so amazing. (laughs) And I'm like, Mom, doesn't it? Isn't it just crazy? And my mom looks at me like dead straight in the face. What's crazy is what just came out of your mouth. Like, why would you want anything to do with those mountains? Like, they're pretty. But there is not one bone in my body that wants to be anywhere closer to them than what you're, like, what you're talking about. And to me, that was just, just a sign of, 
like what excites me and what lights me up is what I should be following and chasing and doing and not apologizing. And I think so often when we're in our home environments or we're in our routine of life or we're doing our thing, it's hard not to get swept out of what truly is us. What do you say to people who maybe criticize that thought of, you know, following your passion or like following what excites you and lights you up? And and how do you respond to like people who would say something like, you know, well, that's easy for you to say, you know, I can't, I don't have the resources to chase my passion or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, Mount Everest is filled with people that don't have the resources to chase their passion. Like they don't, you know, like you have every walk of life there from every country doing what, like that's one of the guys on my team had dreamed of summoning Everest since the age of seven. Like that was his thing. Right. And you realize it's been a, it was like a 50 year journey for him to get there. But do you Mm. think for one minute he's upset that he's 57 achieving his childhood dream? I mean, there's not sure he might like to be able to do it at 27 or 37 or whatever, but at 57, it's still a win. Yeah. And so I think like people need to get out of this linear time thing or say like, hey, if it's truly important to you or truly inspiring to you or you have this calling stay with it. The how will show up. Ah, I like that because (laughs) I like, I like that. I like the Mount Everest is full of people who didn't have the resources to climb it because it's just something you don't think about. And, and you know, like, it's funny because we're talking about Mount Everest and you know, I love, I love comedy. And so I'm big, like in wise guy, like I just like going to do comedy and like going to listen to it. And so there's always jokes about, you know, the motivational speakers who talk about Mount Everest. Right. But it's great though. Cause I love, I love the whole thing. I love learning from people who find Mount Everest. And I love. Oh yeah. No, but, so. I mean, the joke is right. Like you get hired as a motivational speaker to go talk to a company where everybody's fighting for the parking spot, like closest to the door. <laughs> and like, how is this relatable? We are not the same human. We are not the yeah. same fiber. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like the truth of it is like, this is what happens. You get to the summit of Mount Everest and you realize it's not the summit. It is like if it was the summit and it was a little bit lower of a mountain, you would take a helicopter, get to the top of it, snap some selfies and go off to the next one. But the truth is, is like when you're on that summit, it is like the memory, the significance, the reminder that you overcame all the obstacles to get to that summit, right? Whether it be financial mm-hmm. obstacles, physical mm-hmm. obstacles, like all the times life said no, or the circumstance said no, and you said yes. So like whether mm-hmm. it's Mount Everest or it's starting a business or it's a family or going on a trip or whatever that thing is, like the setbacks are just, that, that's what makes the story. That's what makes the summit mm-hmm. worthwhile. If you could just run up there and take a photo, like who cares? People care because it signifies all the things you overcame to become. It almost is that, that story of like, it's, it's not about the summit. It's about like the journey, right? Yeah. Like you learn more climbing than you do at the top. Yeah. 
And was that, was that true for you? Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, it was like all the moments that were horrible are the moments I remember. And like the moments I tell the stories about, right. It's not yeah, the moments yeah, that everything yeah. worked out perfect. And I flew in a pizza from base camp and blah, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> it's not those moments. It's the moments of, Oh, the wind was blowing sideways. We couldn't see. We missed an avalanche by six hours. And like, it's all that crazy stuff that you're like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> that's it. That, that's insane. Well, it's just a really cool, you know, it's a really cool thought process to go through when you're talking about like, especially when you're talking about like the hard times in life. So like one of my favorite phrases in life is Amor Fati, which is the love of fate. And I've, and I've interviewed, I, I've interviewed, I have over 250 hours of interviews with entrepreneurs and like business owners. Right. And the same story comes up all the time. And the story is what you, is what you talk about, which is like, nobody would go back and do their, do it any differently. Right. They would all take the same hard or like they would all take it all the same because they knew that's what, that's what their story was. Like, that's why they are where they are. Right. And it is just a trippy thing. And it's so, and then I talk to people who've never like experienced this and they're like, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say now you got a million dollars and now you did it. And it's like, well, no, not really. Because like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, a, it, that's what happened. And that's what you have to do. Like that's your rite of passage. It is. And here's the thing, like almost everything is born out of failure or lack of perfection. Right. Like everything mm. evolves because somebody needed a like, I don't want to not have light in my house. Once the sun goes down, what's our solution? Mm. And so now we have light. Now we have heat. <laughs> now we have like <laughs> supercharging fast yeah. devices. Now we have those are made possible because someone said no, not acceptable to the current conditions. And so you yeah. have to look at like failure and setbacks and all these things as like part of the evolution for better. Yeah. You don't get one without the other. If there wasn't a desire to make something better, to do something more, to try something different, like we would all just, we'd be stuck. Yeah. And what was that moment for you? What was the, what was the, no, I'm done with my current situation moment? Um, I think, I, I think I've had a million of them. Okay. Right. Like yeah, that makes more. And that's cool. That's, that makes more sense. Right. Like, cause everybody, everybody looks for that one thing. Like I'm just waiting for that one. I'm done moment. It was like, well, you can actually pick you're done now. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I think it's always, and we get bored, right? Like humans <laughs> are self-destructive monsters. If you don't have enough th stuff going on in your life, you create problems. Yeah. Don't yeah, believe well, me. Yeah. Come live in my neighborhood of retired humans. We have all kinds of problems. Right. Someone picked the wrong color flower to put in the front of the neighborhood. Someone did. I mean, it's insanity. And so if you don't have like real life problems, think of when you create like what you create. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 I, I heard a um, I heard a, a talk by the singer Mike Posner. Oh, but anyway, great. he went. Yeah, he went down. He like did this silence retreat. Yeah. And he taught any. Have you do you know well, I was on about? Everest with him? No way. Yeah, yeah, Are yeah. It's yeah. so a fun me? story. He's sang like a private little concert for my birthday when we were on Everest in 2021. No way. Yeah, he's an amazing human on all levels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never met him, but I love 
his whole aura. I've been, I followed Mike Posner since he, you know, he came out on the scene or whatever, but yeah, he took, but Mike Posner was telling the story. He did this like retreat in Colorado as a silence retreat. And he goes in and the first thing he's like, you, you, here's the radio you have. Right. And he goes, um, what he was like, he's like, but you can't use the radio unless like you're absolutely dying. So he's like, but other than that, like peace out. And he said like within the first few moments of being there and being silent, he was like making stuff up in his head to do. And so he was like reminded of a, of a quote that was like, how many, how many things do we have in life because we couldn't just sit still or because like we didn't have real problems or like, you know what I mean? Like how many, how much stuff are we going through that is just made up because we couldn't. Oh no. So, so here's an example. I'm on this mountain, yeah. Ama de Blom, because I still climbed it, even though my son didn't think it was a mountain worthy. Okay. <laughs> so I'm on this mountain and I'm with all the Sherpa and the Sherpa are like, I'm tired from the day, whatever. And they're like cooking in the kitchen. They're not speaking English. Right. So I'm by myself yeah. in the corner and I'm making whatever these like pieces of bread things that you make with flour, water, and heat. And so I'm making these little tortillas type shells. No one's talking to me yet. I'm making every effing conversation in that room about <laughs> me, right? I'm doing this wrong. I'm not doing it right. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And like this wild blonde girl only eats the white ones, not the brown ones and whatever. <laughs> like all these stories were literally all of a sudden I caught myself and I said, not one human is talking to me right now or caring about what I'm doing over here. They're probably grateful actually that I'm helping, but I just wrote an entire narrative for 30 minutes of how everybody yeah. was against me. Like what is wrong with me? Yeah. Like, that was one wow. of those moments where I'm like, I am crazy, like flat out crazy. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. There's the, wow. That's such a powerful story because it's so, it's so cool to hear the same principle in a different story, especially one as powerful as that. It reminds me of a story um, that I tell people all the time about like, and as a Buddhist parable that I heard and, and it was like, or a Zen story, whatever you want to call it. But it was like, there's two sides to every story. There's what actually happened. And then what you tell yourself about what actually happened. Right. And most right. of the time, what you tell yourself about you, about what actually happened will kill you. And it's like the story of the arrow, the guy gets shot with an arrow and, uh, before he like everybody comes over to help him. They're like, we need to get you to a doctor. And he's like, no, not before I figure out what happened and why someone shot me. And while he's asking that question, like he dies. And the moral of the story is like, why don't you like, no reality is what matters. Like what actually is happening and what real life is happening matters. Right. Oh, I so that like story that is great. story. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, a, yeah. And, and like, <laughs> but that story, I mean, it's the same, it's the same principle that you taught. It's like, because I've done it too. You're like driving down the street, like everybody's looking at me. It's like, no, no one's looking at you. Right, right. <laughs> no one cares. Okay? Like, no one. Like, no one saw. Yeah, no, totally. It's so funny to me. Um, <laughs> I wish I was more important than I am, but I'm just not. So there you go. Well, what's that? What's that uh, phrase? It was somebody said, like, um, you you'll stop caring about what people think about you when you realize how little they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, like, yeah. that's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so funny, but I love that experience, and and I love this this uh, this idea of like how you connect these two. So, I mean, I'm j I, you know one of my favorite questions is to ask like what was what were some of the biggest lessons that you learned in your mountaineering, whether it was Everest or 
um, yeah, I, the other mountains or whatever. Okay, let's hit two stories. And if you want more, we can go into more. But two stand oh, out yeah. to me big time. So I am flying to Russia back in tw- September of 2021. So before Russia wow. shuts down. Thank God I got that mountain done when I did. But I, it's still COVID-ish times, right? So I fly to France. No, I fly to Amsterdam to fly to Moscow. I go to get on the plane. They're like, oh, we're sorry. This is not a flight you can get on. Only Russian citizens are allowed on this plane. If you're a non-Russian citizen, you're only allowed to enter Russia from Istanbul or France. So you need to reroute to another airport to get into Russia. What? Okay, so I reroute to France and then I get to Moscow and none of my bags show up. None of them, like zero bags. And so this climb is a technical ice climb that you need your technical gear that I literally spent the last X number of months collecting and curating to make sure I knew exactly what I wanted. Okay, so I land and I'm like, well, my bag will be here in a day or two. We'll just wait. And they said, we're not waiting. Like, this is our weather window. We either go now or the opportunity could leave us and you won't have a chance to climb the mountain. And I literally thought about it. I'm like, maybe I should just go home then. Like, but then I said to myself, okay, I'm not going to summit, but I'm going to get as far as I can so that I have knowledge and information for when I have to come back. Okay. That's, I changed my goal. So we literally go to a rental store and I start renting gear, like, I'm five, five, a buck 20 on the head, like when I'm heavy, okay? like, I'm not a typical Russian human. Okay. So nothing fits, like nothing fits. And you know, it's rental gear. Like I had bought the lightest weight, fanciest, schmanciest, everything. And now I'm in mm-hmm. stuff that you would buy at Walmart to go up the side of a freaking mountain. Right. And I'm like, this is wow. unbelievable. This is happening, but I'm just going to go with it. And I kept going with it and somehow by the miracle of god universe buddha whoever you want to say is out there (laughs) we summited and i just remember being like i am so grateful i do not have to come back like we're done like it was the best party ever we got off the mountain we got back to the airport and literally my bag arrived the day before So there's like no way we're waiting for my bag. Like they left it at the airport. They didn't even have a chance to run it to like our location that we were to give me my stuff. And I really love that story because I feel so many times in our lives, we have this picture of how things are supposed to be and we prepare and we plan and we have it all figured out. And then stuff still happens. Like life still throws us curveballs. And you have to redefine the game. And because I gave myself permission not to summit and just to experience, I got lucky and we did summit. And even if we didn't summit, I'm so glad that I got as far as whatever I would have gotten because I have had two mountains that we haven't summited the first time. And Mm -hmm. you go back with so much more. Yeah. So when you, when you say you didn't summit the first time, was that just because of like weather or like what, I mean. Yeah. So I had, so I went to, we'll, we'll jump to this story. I went to K2 okay. in 2021. So I was actually climbing Everest to satisfy my son and then also prepare for K2 because K2 is way more dangerous than Everest. In fact, all mm-hmm. of the second summits are harder, more technical, a lot more advanced than the first seven, which is why they haven't been done by a female yet. Um, 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, cool. I know. It doesn't make sense because it's like it's second place because it's number two, but it's an entirely different monster. Um, so I get oh. to K2 in 2021 and it was just a lot of things had gone wrong from like day one on that trip. But I was just pushing through, pushing, pushing through, pushing through. And then finally, um, we got the opportunity to climb K2 and one of my teammates got caught in an avalanche and actually lost his life. And, yeah, it was Dang. it was not awesome. Um, when that happened, we decided to quit the expedition and come back another year. Okay, it was a hard decision for me to quit, to be honest with you, because we're in an environment like at that time, the statistics showed that 25 percent of the people that climbed K2 were going to die. And so, like, I mm. knew that going in. So I'm like, well, there's my 25%. I have a better chance of living now, right? I mean, that's terrible, but, like, your mind runs through these things. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, this isn't the memory I want to have. Like, this isn't the experience that this, this seven-second summit journey is supposed to be. So I came home. I sorted through the situation mm. and turned myself from victim mentality to this is happening for me instead of to me. And here's what happened. Like the nice thing of going to Pakistan for the first time with zero idea of what it is, is that you can go in there with zero idea of what it is. You have to go back to <laughs> Pakistan after experiencing Pakistan as a white female with blonde hair and blue eyes. Not like the first place on your list to go back to. Okay. Like just no, like there was nothing in my body that wow. wanted to go back to Pakistan, except that that mountain was there and I needed to get that mountain done. So I had to get creative, right? Like problems cause creativity. And in that creativity, I decided that, you know, Pakistani people cannot afford to climb their own mountains. They don't have the gear to climb their own mountains. They don't have the resources to climb their own mountains. But if they do, they have a job for life because there's so few of them that have actually been to the top of K2 from their culture, from their country. Yeah, wow. So then all of a sudden I'm like, if I can sponsor and make it possible from someone from Pakistan to get up that mountain, that would make me so ecstatic because I know I'd make a difference in an entire family line going forward. And so oh, I wow. did, and I got to the top of K2 and I was totally fine, but I don't, it wasn't super emotional for me, but then when the person I sponsored got to the top and they were like sobbing, I mean, I was waterworks like, like <laughs> look, it happened. Like, this is amazing. And I realized I didn't summit K2 that first time so that I can make that adventure about something more than myself. Mm. And it, it wow. doesn't always feel like that in the moment, right? Like, of course, I mean, I was bitter, like, I'm not going to lie for a while when yeah. I first came back from K2 in 2021. But then I knew I had to turn myself around because it wasn't if I was going to do it, it was when. And mm -hmm. I wanted to get it done as soon as I could. And so then it was my responsibility to make it exciting and possible and all the things that it became. And I feel all of us in whatever journey we have, we're going to have those moments where we have to sit in our failure for a while. But really, if you can look at it and harvest what those lessons are and see how you can come out a hero, it's there. It's always there.
Mm. Wow. Sometimes I get in these interviews and I hear an amazing story like that and it takes me a minute because like, that's incredible. Yeah. Like being able to sponsor somebody from Pakistan to do that is like, that's, I would have never even thought of like, not very many people think of that either. Right. Well, you like, wouldn't think it's of crazy it. crazy how you do that. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. think of it, but the only reason why I thought of it is because I'd been there once before I failed. Right. And yeah. so then I saw the environment. I saw where the needs were. I saw where the shortages were. I saw an area that I could have an impact on. And mm-hmm. then I stepped up to the plate and did it. And all of mm-hmm. us have the ability to step up to the plate and do the things. We see what we see on purpose. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So, I mean, so now we have all of these really cool stories. So break it down for us, Jen, on like everyday business related, because you're also a very successful businesswoman. Yep. You also, you also have all of that, all of those stripes. And how, so how do you break down? How do you take these really awesome stories that, that might get lost in like the grandeur, right? And bring it like down to like, all right, you know, Dalton's starting a business tomorrow. Like, how do you, what do you do with that info? You know, I think it's just in my toolbox. So when I mm-hmm. coach people or talk to people or hear their stories or give speeches, um, depending on what the environment needs, I have a bunch of stories to relate to people to give them ideas. Because here's the thing, we all expand on each other's ideas. I'll give you an example. Um, I was part of Jesse Itzler's BYLR program. It's called Build Your Life Resume. And he did this challenge where everybody had to do a nice deed. Okay, great. So like it started with somebody putting $10 on and you like posted in the group, like what you were going to do. It started with somebody putting $10 in somebody's windshield and then like it evolved and evolved and evolved. But what I did is I'm like, okay, I have a friend that has a condo in Park City that's out of town during the month of March. I asked him, I said, okay, you have this condo, you're out of town. Do you mind if I give this condo up to rent for free to people that are coming from this group that I'm in to just, this is like the kind of crowd that joins that place and blah, 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 blah. And this person said, yes. So I put on the thing like, hey, I have a condo in Park City. Give me dates that you want to come. I would love to host you. And no, like that's my act of kindness. So I had like a ton of people take me up on the offer. I had like a guy that came to Park City right before COVID and they had to leave. So they never got to ski and he saved up a ton of money to make that trip possible. And now he could bring his family back and close the door on that trip. And here's what happened. Everybody that came then did something so much more magical with the gift, right? Like it gave so much more. And some people were like, Hey, I can't come, but I have a condo in so-and-so area that it's available for a week. And since you did this deed, we'd like you to stay there anytime, just reach out. And Mm -hmm. this is the deal. Like we have to do things. We have to share. We have to try because my idea is going to trigger your idea, which is going to trigger another idea. And exponentially it makes things amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I like that too. I mean, it's just really good because you never know. Like, so one of the things that I'm doing or I'm in the process of doing is like, I'm not from, I'm not from Utah either. By the way, are you from the Midwest? Yeah, I am. I am. Where are you from? What part? I'm from Michigan. 
I'm from Iowa. Oh, see, you, okay, we see. escaped. Okay, people who are listening, <laughs> you do not understand that if you meet somebody from Illinois, <laughs> Iowa, Ohio, Indiana, or Michigan, they escaped <laughs> the Midwest vortex. And that vortex it's, is serious. Okay. It is strong. People who live in these states bleed their state and do not understand why you would ever yeah. exit. Yep. Yep. I remember sitting one of the, one of the most vivid memories I have of high school is we were sitting in this principles of technology class. We call it pot class. And uh, we we're sitting in this class and I remember I was saying like, I'm not staying here. And, and my, and my teacher, he was like this old, we lived in a small town. He was like that same gas station coffee guy every morning, knew everybody since he was four. Right. Like I remember him sitting here and he's like, yeah, you, you'll try and then you'll come back. And then he started the class and I was like, no, I'm not. Doing it. No, <laughs> but I was, no uh, I I'm so like, wrong. okay, mom, I'm going to go to park city for six months mm-hmm. And try it out. And if we don't like it, we'll be back. Okay? No worries. Yeah. I was here for three weeks trying to figure out how to sell my home back at the, in Holland, in Michigan <laughs> and stay forever. Three weeks is all it took. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? This is what my life's like? We are good. It's nice. Well, and, that's, and it's funny that you bring that up because one of the things, so like I went back to my high school and I, I set up a scholarship there for the kids there, but it's not like a normal scholarship. Like, you know, you go, if you go to college for this, you get this scholarship or if you write this essay, you get this. So mine was like a, mine, mine is a, is a five week uh, entrepreneurship like challenge. Amazing. And, and, and they get, and it's a, there's a, there's a boy winner and a girl winner. Um, so I make sure everybody gets a shot and but it's funny because like when they asked me like why are you setting this up i was like so that people can get out of there (laughs) i was like so they can get out or they can make a difference in their town or they can get out because like it does man i'm like oh goodness but uh no it's funny because well that's one of the things though it's like you do something good like do a good deed that's one of the weeks of my of my entrepreneurship challenge so it's like five weeks right but it's for kids but that's one of them because it's like if you if you get to this point and you don't know how to like give back or you miss the point of like what you're doing this for, which is like, we make it, we try to impact other people's lives in a positive way. Mm-hmm. You miss the whole thing, right? The whole there's, thing. No, there's right. You well, missed it. I had zero social media prior to doing this adventure, like zero. I had this idea mm-hmm. that it was this horrible thing and I wasn't going to be a part of it. Um, yeah. And then one of my girlfriends said, listen, <laughs> the closest we're going to get to any of these adventures is through you. So start doing these social channels so that we can follow <laughs> along and like see what's going on. And I said, all right, like I'll figure it. Sure, we'll try it, whatever. And then yeah. it's turned into this huge blessing, right? Like huge. Mm-hmm. There is a girl who it connects you to people all over the world, one. And then you find ways like you find your people. <laughs> Right. And so yeah. there's a female that was going through cancer that wanted to climb one of the mountains I was climbing and could not climb it because she had cancer. And so she was like, so grateful. I shared the photos, blah, 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 blah. I ended up like taking prayer flags up to the top of the mountain and then bringing them back and then like finding who her like I'm a little creeper, but finding who her husband was <laughs> on Instagram, got their address and mailed them to them. OK, probably yeah. six months afterwards. The husband reached out to me on Insta again and said, I just want to let you know that my wife passed away. The prayer flags are in 
buried with her. And they were with her the entire end of the journey. And it meant so much to our family and so much to all of us. So I wanted you to like wow. hear the story. And um, it was awesome, right? Because it just like I had such a negative perception of something, was willing to dip my toe in a little bit and see what happened. And now, now I have like a podcast. Like what? Like that doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah, how good for you. <laughs> good podcast too, by the way. Hey, you know, I'm podcast. just getting started, and I love it. Another, another, re- another thing that happens when you just start, like, you know, being you and doing you, right? Which is like, yeah, I mean, because two things can be true at the same time. Which is like, you, your perception about social media wasn't wrong, but. You just, you figured out how to make it your own, right? It's, at least right. that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And that's what, that's how you do it. Like, that's how, you know, you can utilize these tools in, in the right way. Um, but like, if you, if you don't think about it like that, then of course it's all negative, right? And it's just like business, right? Like, why would I go into business? Like, you know, there's that saying, it's like, I left my nine to five to work 24 seven. Like, why would anybody do that? It's stupid, right? <laughs> but you do because there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more good that comes from it than bad that comes from it, but you have to have them both to like make these huge impacts in people's lives. Right, 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 right. No, I agree. I like that. Life's yeah. like, so, like, like, let's be honest. Life is so <laughs> amazing when you're willing to step in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just is like tell, when you're willing yeah, to be like, tell, okay, I could look like a total. Okay. So here's an example. Another example. My yeah. word tonight is here's an example. Like I've used it a thousand <laughs> times, but I oh, wanted yeah. to get my pilot's license. Yeah. I thought for sure I was going to, you know, I'm going to buy a plane. We're going to fly my kids all over the place and we're not doing it. Like I flew private once, fell in love and decided I wanted my pilot's license because I didn't want to fly commercial ever again. So I signed up yeah. for these lessons <laughs> and my instructor is like loves flying. So part of the reason why I stayed in the lessons as long as I did is because I was so, I'm like, maybe I could eventually get some of that mojo and then I'd be that excited about it. But here's the thing about flying is that you're in an airplane that wants to fly. Like airplanes want to fly. So the entire time you're flying, you're scanning controls for something that goes wrong. And then you're scanning the environment so that if something goes wrong, you know where to land. Okay. Then for two seconds, you're excited that you're flying and everything's good. And then for the, you're going through all of it again, looking for something wrong. So I would come home from pilot's license or getting like practicing and like I would be in that mindset of what's wrong. Nothing was wrong. Like my life was great at home, but I was like, so I got it scanning the environment. Like what's, what do we need to land? Like what's going to happen? And I was like, this is terrible for my personality. I am so grateful that people want to be pilots. I don't know. How, like, I don't know how to get out of this avatar. Like it's not working. And so part of life is, like stepping into stuff and then also saying that for me and that's okay. Like it, yeah. move on. Yeah. I like that you brought that up because that's something that I've caught in he- I've caught heat for in the past, which is like, Hey, if you don't like, if you start doing something and you don't like it, like stop doing it. It's not, but, it, but in this hustle culture, they're like, Oh, you quit or you didn't yeah. see through it. And I'm like, stop it. Stop it. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't you like You sit it. in a cockpit for hours standing for problems <laughs> and tell me that it's worth staying. <laughs> <laughs> that would give me, that would trip my anxiety back. Oh, it's terrible. And I'm like, this plane is older than my dad. Are you sure this is a good one to learn in? <laughs> you know, like just all the things. Wow. 
Wow, that's yeah. it. That's incredible. By the way, what made you pick Park City? Oh, okay. So I had actually came here when I was in college with my roommate mm-hmm. whose parents had a place up at Deer Valley. And I skied. Cool. We had one of those like epic weekends. And then I graduated from college, traveled to different places um, to try different ski resorts and different things. And I love the proximity to the airport. And I kind of say that like quietly because I don't want other people to move here because our town is busting at the seams right now since COVID. Yeah, it is. But, you know, flying into Denver and then driving two hours (laughs) to a ski resort is not awesome. And I like to travel. So being 35 minutes from an international airport is amazing. It's it's incredible. Park City yeah. is very unique. Yeah, and like right. you come from the Midwest, and you it's the middle of winter, and you drive like for twelve hours. It's still the middle of winter. You come out <laughs> here to Park City, and you're like, yeah. oh, I want a different climate. Six hours away, you have an entirely different climate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all. It, uh, six hours, and you're in Vegas. Yes, right. Yeah. I mean, and even more, more, more George, more. you're like four hours, yeah, and more, they're warm. Yeah. Four hours, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. I we I mean that's what we did last year. We do that every once in a while. We'll be like, ah, it's too cold here, let's go to Cali because it's an eight hour drive. Yes. Stop in Vegas. Yes. Yeah, we stop in Vegas and then (laughs) scoot to Cali and you're on the beach. It's a thing. (laughs) Like I'm telling you, Utah's the place without any question. It's great. Holy cow. Well, Jen, thank you so much for your time. You've been very generous with it. I'm, I, I've learned a lot and grown a lot just in this little podcast. But tell everybody where they can follow you, what your podcast is, your website, all those good things. Yeah, yeah, we'll link yeah. it in the description, of course, but go ahead. No, I had so much fun. So thank you. Thank you. Um, the best place to find me is jendrummond.com. And that's Jen with two N's because I like even numbers. Um, so jendrummond.com. And then... I'm on LinkedIn, newly, getting better at that. I have a podcast called Take a Break with Jen. I'm right now working on a book and a documentary. So there's going to be all kinds of fun coming in the future. But yeah, I'd (laughs) love to connect with anybody here. And thanks for listening. Absolutely. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Take care.